It's the game everyone's talking about. Shim Sham, a laugh-out-loud adventure for you and your... Cockroaches. Part board game, part dance-off, Shim Sham is loads of fun for... Cockroaches. ...of all ages. Just spin the wheel, strike your pose, and get ready for a... Scurrying cockroach. Don't let roaches ruin the moment. Orkin, home is where the bugs aren't. Visit orkin.com to learn more. What you doing? Trying on glasses with Zenny's 3D Virtual Try-On. Wow, that's pretty cool. But those glasses kind of make you look like your Uncle Bob. Oh, not exactly the look I was going for. Um, okay, how about these clear glasses? Oh, or these round ones? Very on trend. I like both on you. You know, I also like these aviator sunglasses. Wait, are those the actual prices? I say get all of them. Seriously, why not, right? Oh, now I want new glasses. Zenni.com. Quality prescription glasses starting at six ninety five. Hey guys, welcome back to We Watch Movie. I'm Mike. I'm Jay. And this is the darkness that is the bearded one's lice of his beardos. It's Halloween 2. He told me to fuck her, so I fucked her. I did, I fucked her. Oh shit. <laughs> the darkest, oh. darkest vagina hole you've ever seen. He's <laughs> on your face is what this movie represents. It's Holy gonna shit. hurt. This will not be pleasant. It's like getting fucked with a cactus. You will not Finally, enjoy this. I understand what Andy Dufresne thought when the sisters caught him in the laundry room and getting fucked in the butt without now, permission. Rob Zombie came out and we reviewed it, you know, the, the remake. We didn't like that they gave Michael Myers a backstory, especially a trailer trash one, but the, here we are and Halloween 2 comes out and first off... When this I was, is where Michael opens up a fucking junkyard. <laughs> you know, Rob Zombie got rushed making this movie. He did get rushed making it. They wanted to put it out and um, it... it, it Fucking, dude, the first time I went to see this movie, and if you guys have been fans of the channel for a while, you know. <laughs> you fucking it, like that you it whore. It kicked me in the nuts. You whore? Uh, it kicked me in the nuts, because I left, and I was like, that was fucking amazing. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie to you guys, there was a good 24 hours spent on message boards going, you fuckers just don't understand, this is a masterpiece. And then the next night, I took my wife to see it at the drive-in, and I watched it, and I was like, oh. Yeah, but you were like, you, oh. were, you were deadpan serious when you were like, it was a good movie, man. I liked it. That's like when somebody knows they're wrong and they're like, I liked it. I don't care what you guys say, I liked it. It and was so like, fucking crazy, but, it just kicked me in the nuts, but dude. But me, it was like my brother and I were trying to bring you back from the dark side, Anakin. And you're like, no, you don't understand, I'm the chosen. And like, no, <laughs> you were my friends. You were supposed to destroy the Sith, not join them. And then Michael's like, no, I hate you. The, the beginning parts of this, there's many parts of this, actually. I, I, I do feel like, in all fairness to Rob Zombie, um, he dicked the franchise on this, but in all fairness, Tim, there's points in this, especially the start of it, the way the camera shots look, the way it's all, uh, the way it's all working, man. It does feel like Rob Zombie had started. <coughs> there was a point in this movie where Rob Zombie was making his masterpiece. He was making something that that took, that it, was, it was free off the wheels, it was crazy, and he was going to do something really, really, really special. Before he rubbed mayonnaise on his wiener and smelled it. <laughs> Before the mayonnaise yeah. wiener rubbing. But what eventually ends up happening, and this is the whole movie in a nutshell, is... Uh, he he shit on the entire franchise because he fucked up Michael and he fucked up Loomis. Well, you just can't do that. The thing is, the hospital scenes were great. They were fucking well done. They were definitely edgier. They were rock and roll. And but you know, it fit in line with what he had done with the original Halloween. You know, and then he had to go scribble it like fucking. It's gonna be done. Then that's when you get into the hobo Myers and the whole thing. It, it literally it takes Michael Myers and resurrection. He fucking murdered what Michael Myers was all about, but at least it was still in essence in the very smallest part Michael Myers. In this thing, he full dicked you in the face and he liked doing it. Like Michael Myers is not Michael Myers anymore. This is just a hobo guy running around the fucking forest finding, you know, dogs to eat and shit. And then uh, Loomis 
is a dude that's all obsessed with himself. He's egotistical. He's writing this book. He, you know, he's like, if I want an opinion out of you, I'll slap it. No, he said, if I want your opinion, I'll beat it out. Yeah, which like, actually made me laugh. Yeah, but then he was like, I want the sizzle. Not the steak. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? It really removed. I refuse to go on until you give me a peach tea. The thing about this movie is it's heartless. There is literally nobody you can root for except for one person. And again, a shining beacon from the uh, Rob Zombie first one into this one is Bracket. Brad Dorf again. Glory, still. I didn't really. But Brad Dorf again, shines as the one bright point in both movies. Laurie Strode... As far as Scout Taylor Compton, she's a great actress no matter what, but this, God, she got so dirty. She got so nasty so quick. She had like dreadlocks and shit. I know that she went through a lot of traumatic stuff, but not to the point that she wouldn't be, like, I think that normally she would be um, dealing with you know, PTSD and moving on, but still keep who she es essentially is. But she's like joining this fucking... Uh, Willie Nelson, you know, record store, and they're smoking pot, and she's all like, I wear fucking, like, you know, goddamn holes in my jeans. Suck a dick, Alice Cooper. It makes no sense that she would be this person who went through this crazy traumatic event oh. in one movie, and then in the next movie, she's got, like, Charles Manson pictures above her bed and shit like that. <laughs> like, like, if, like, I know Rob Zombie wants to make her, like, goth and shit because he loves that, and you know what? She, She's... She's hot. She's no longer the girl next door, and she's been through a lot of shit. <coughs> but to have Charles Manson above your fucking bed when part of your biggest issue is that you're a PTSD victim of some fucking horrible crimes, it makes no fucking sense. And, it, and, it, and it's kind of a microcosm of what Rob Zombie did with this whole fucking movie, was he was like, I'm just going to take Halloween, and I'm just going to put my imprint on it so bad that it's going to be literally like I shoved it in my toilet and took a dump on it. And then Because it's going to be all me and no fucking Halloween. You know that scene in, uh, in The Shining, in Salem? Kubrick's The Shining, when Jack Nicholson is looking out at Wendy and, and Danny and they're all in the maze and he's like <laughs> and he's getting like, his hair's all crazy and he's really going insane. That's what I felt watching the entire thing because it's like, I have no fucking control of what's happening and I had to go down this deep dark vagina and fucking get herpes. Like I have no, I'm already in. I'm already in. Now I'm Why stop it. now, Charles? It just makes me fucking sick to my goddamn... How dare you? How dare you disrespect There's it? great autourism filmmaking in the movie, though. Like, the shots that he sets Yeah, Mudfang loves it. it, it <laughs> it's a perfect microcosm of zombie, dude, because there's moments that are like, man, that's so cool, that's so smart, that's so artistic, that's so wild and fucking crazy kids on Nickelodeon. Like, I like what you did here. But in the next moment, you're going to take Loomis, this fucking classic character, and you're going to make him this sniveling little bitch. Like, and you're going to make him such a fucking asshole. Like, I hated and Malcolm McDowell did such a good job as Loomis and you just shit all over his performance in the first one by giving him a script that made him just this QVC fucking devil salesman. He does look like a QVC salesman like buy this watch otherwise that's, go fuck yourself. That's old Loomis. This is new Loomis. Give me a hot tea from Starbucks. <laughs> you know, it's just, I like how when she's like you want me to get it now he's like <laughs> I'll get it the down. Number, like, oh shit. The number one sin that this film commits is just ruining Michael Myers. Michael wasn't in this fucking movie. There was no Michael Myers. This is a Halloween movie. You didn't fucking do Michael. Michael had no mask. The mask was literally non-existent. Like it was just It was gone. all Okay, to be fair on the mask, uh the mask debate. Yes, it was half a mask. But in the very beginning of the movie when it was still kind of there and, and you know, and shooting it in the rain that they did, and in the darkness, in the shadows area, it worked. It didn't, you know, if they had kept it in that kind of style, I'd be like fine with it. I mean, it was a lot more brutal than I. And actually, I didn't mind the brutality of it. I was down with that. It was just, it looked different, and but I was okay with it. But when you take it off completely, and the motherfucker's walking around, and not only that, when he's stabbing the nurse, he's like, I hate cookies in nurses stations. <laughs> like he's grunting. 
I'm like, fuck it. I like it, it took me so far out of the movie. It, well, you're right. Michael Myers is non-existent. He, he has he no mask. Like, he talks. Like, yeah, he, he looked like uh, he looked like basically Michael Myers became VH1 behind the music without the music. He looks like a Dima looking for the next gig. <laughs> like just this hobo <laughs> guy inside you. like walking around. Well, where's the next gig? And I don't know, God, dude. Like you say, they ruined Michael Myers. They also ruined Doctor Loomis. They ruined yeah. some beloved characters of that franchise. And I don't know if this was Doc, uh, if this was Rob Zombie's middle finger to everybody. Like I'm gonna make my own fuck movie, and I don't care what anybody says. And fuck you, man. I read goddamn Wizard magazines. If he would have just come, <laughs> if he would just come back towards the light a little bit, like, like, dude, you don't have to fucking like burn all these bridges, man. Like, make it a Halloween movie still. Like, they gave you Halloween, man. Like, do you know how fucking lucky you God. are? Do you know how lucky you are to get to direct a Halloween movie, to have the first one be the most successful uh, uh, financially in the franchise, and then they give you a second one? Sure, they fucking rushed you, but you don't have to be a dick about it. You don't have to shit on these characters that everybody paid tickets to see, that everybody wants to see, and the saddest part about it is there's little parts of this when you take out three things you take out his terrible representation of Loomis you take out his non-fucking Michael Myers and you take out Sherry Moon Zombie and the fucking unicorn oh. of Unicorn City and you've got a movie that's altruistic it's artsy it's different it's fucking it, it, it's it's pretty fucking cool and out there and weird and it's almost refreshing at times if you just take out your terrible characterizations of these really well-built characters that work and you put your movie around that and you let the characters that we all know and love play in that sandbox you've created, you could have created something amazing. And instead, you made the darkest skid mark of the entire fucking so franchise stinky. next to H8. And not, not to mention the fact, <coughs> let's talk about it real quick. because Probably. We haven't talked about it at all. Let's talk about the big dick in the room. How hey. you doing? Mine. Uh, My favorite color is red. Oh, shit. It's actually green. Miss Lippy's car is Perhaps green. Perhaps black. Um... Daniel, uh, not Daniel. Daniel Harris actually is all right. But I'll, I'll get to Daniel Harris. But she's Sherry great. Moon, she's Sherry, a survivor. Yeah, she's Sherry a tough Moon, motherfucker. Sherry, uh, Sherry Moon Zombie, the whole fucking white unicorn, her being coming back as a ghost and all that bullshit. How much fucking ass did you eat? That whole fucking idea is awful. It makes zero sense. And like I don't know, it's like My Little Pony and shit. And she's like, "Do it, Michael. Make us a family again. Make her like love us." Like what the fuck? is going on. I felt like I was trying to decipher Nostradamus' codes about the future. This movie is our Chernobyl. <laughs> like, I think those people, when the fucking meltdown happened, you were like, just standing there like, oh shit, and the sirens are going off, and the nuclear thing is blasting out, you're like, I gotta leave everything. I have to leave everything behind. But goddamn, you disappointed me. I thought I was gonna have a job. It's a terrible idea. Awful fucking imagination. I have no idea what he was trying to go with with that. Like, I guess it was because, you know, okay, actually, I'm gonna tell you what. Uh, fucking Jason Voorhees called Rob. They want their fucking script back, you fucking hooker. Because they've already done that fucking mama angle with Jason Voorhees. Mama tells him sure. what to do. Annie was great. Sheriff Brackett was great. Scout Taylor Compton did an amazing job. They fucked up her script a little bit uh, by giving her this crazy fucking, I'm gonna just get crazy and get drunk and go goth because I'm scared of death, but so it, I should become obsessed with serial killers now. That it was is so shit. quick. But, it was so quick how she did that transformation. Um, yeah, I love the party. 
I love the fucking Halloween party. I, I like the strip club scene. I like the guy at the strip club that's like that's like trying to face off. He looks like Dave fucking Grohl, and he's like, "Don't come around here with that shit." Now. He did, dude. He looked like he was the lead singer of the Foo Fighters. He was great. <laughs> I love that guy, and I actually like that guy in Thirty One, which is an abomination for fucking horror movies everywhere. I liked him in that movie too. Uh, he was great. The strip club scene. It, it's so Rob Zombie. It's like you got this old fat guy with gray hair going, "Take my jolly green giant, my butt." You know, that, like why that doesn't have a place in fucking Halloween. The end of the movie is a joke because fucking Michael semi talks between the original version and the, the director's yeah. cut or on Raiders cut. He, he still talks, grunts, whatever the fuck. Lori stabs him. Uh, fucking uh, Sherry Moon Zombie's there. The kid's holding her down. It's the stupidest fucking bullshit. I don't even want to talk life. about it anymore. I'm done with the conversation because it's so bad. Then you get to the end and he was rushed and he was running out of time and he was just like, fuck it. I don't even care because well, I'm fucking hardcore. You're right. Rob Zombie did definitely. Eat my ass. He shoved a lot in our mouths and made us fucking force take it down. Like, that's what he did. Like, this was his vision. This was his bastardization of the Halloween franchise to make his own bullshit movie under the guise and the umbrella of Halloween. This terror train. This terror train. <laughs> this Pennsylvania terror train. Dum, 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 well, and then, you know, just getting drunk. Malcolm that's McDowell fun. with his fucking turtleneck and, and, and doing his bullshit ego, egotism. It's... You really fucked the mule and filmed it for everybody to see. That's something you should keep in your basement and not let people see. He should have filmed this and never let people see it. By the way, this film overall, what I'm going to say, is nihilistic as fuck. It has no meaning. It has, you know, movies like The Strangers, as, as heartless as we have said that movie is, it's still a great movie. But because it makes sense why it's heartless, what it, what it represents. Rob Zombie this lives movie, in the heartless. Yeah, this, but this is not heartless in the way that I'm talking about artistically. This is heartless without passion, without any kind of motivation, except to make a disturbing, graphic, gory-ass movie with, like, dirty shit in it. I think it started with passion, though. I do think it, it started it with, with a filmmaker's vision in mind, and, and, and I think he nailed some of that. But he got, I don't know if he got rushed, well, no, what or he got pissed off, or he got tired of the Halloween fans, but he really just dicked everyone. Well, Rob Zombie fucking, like I said, rubbed mayonnaise on himself and was like, I'm a, I gotta be dirtier than this. I, you know, I'm gonna get back to what I'm saying, but I, I really want to dig this in quick. Um... You're adopted. You gotta call 811 first. Oh. <laughs> Dad I, joke! <laughs> I was looking for that. <laughs> you gotta number. call 811 before you dig. Why don't you dig in your fucking nose and pick me a winner? Uh, I'm gonna say that it is a straight fucking obvious ripoff, and I don't care what people say, it is. Jason Voorhees did the whole mother thing. That mother led him around to do terrible and awful things. And the scene I was going to reference before was the scene where uh, Michael is walking through with his mother and his younger self. Well, what the fuck is going on? Kind of shit. And sees Lori lying on the table with those weird fat faces and like, oh, thought I told you. You know, they're e eating food and she's like, I found her. <laughs> Talking kidneys? I, I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's Pan's Labyrinth. And, the, and they're like fucking eating and then her body's laying out on the table and, and he's like, can we be a family again, mommy? He's like, son. You know, it's like, what but it the fuck? Cool. It looked cool. No, it, it looked cool as a part of a music video. Yeah. That's all. That's all that scene was. Michael Bay, Platinum no Dunes. I went with Samuel What Bear. the fuck is happening in here? Like, I went cross-eyed as fuck. I don't even know. At that point, you're like, this movie is so fucked. It's like, it literally is watching a train crash. And you're like, I'm just, I'm going to watch the rest of it. Because at this point, it doesn't even matter. It's not Michael Myers anymore. This is not Halloween. This is a buttfuckery of the highest order. And thank you for delivering. <laughs> that should have been, that's why we should be on Rotten Tomatoes. Right there. 
Halloween 2, a buttfuckery of the highest order. <laughs> a muck rot. You have to be initiated to get there. <laughs> she walks out, you know, she they take her to the mental institution and then she's smiling, the camera zooms up in her, there's a fucking unicorn, and then um, she <laughs> smiles it? and I guess, oh, now, now, oh, and by the way, the telepathic connection is back because she's eating her vegetarian pizza. Right. Michael's eating the dog. You love how that, you love oh, let's bring back Halloween 5 because that worked out really fucking well. Yeah. Yeah. Ha ha, yeah. Chicago. By the way, I, I love the fact that uh, you had to show the most disgusting thing you could at that point. They're eating pizza, yeah. and you had to cut to them eating a dog. And but we already know Michael eats dogs and shit. He loves hot dogs. That's all I thought he wanted. But he was like, oh, like I don't need to see it. Like I know he likes it. And by the way, at the so, very end, when the credits roll, that's the only time, the only fucking time during the entire part of this film that you get the Halloween theme music. Yeah, that's it. You never get it one time. That Rob Zombie was. Basically, you know in Halo when you press the middle button and you can nut tap people? <laughs> Rob's always just nut tapping Halloween fans because he's like, the Akkads rushed me. Fuck it. And that's, that's what it was. Him I mean, in a nutshell, exactly man. Like, grow the fuck up. <laughs> Get a I'm job. Saying. Get a fucking job, you I, homeless bastard. I give this movie... Uh, it's hard for me to not give this movie two ratings because to me, as a movie, it's a six. Ooh. As a Halloween movie, uh, it's a fucking two. And that's just, I, I think, I'm going to go with that. I think as a movie, I'm going to give it a two. Like, just as a movie <laughs> and a Halloween movie. Like, I, I think the movie itself sucked ass. Like, even if it wasn't, like, it might have been better if it wasn't Halloween related. It, but I still would have been like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Even if it had just been a homeless hobo guy wandering through the woods with a unicorn. Because the, the idea doesn't even make sense. It doesn't even make sense. It doesn't really fucking flow together at all. You just get the random images put together on a goddamn screen. It's like somebody learning how to use fucking Microsoft PowerPoint. It's like, things go together. <laughs> it does it, it, yeah. it does semi look like me trying to put together a presentation. Yeah, it's work. just, it's a PowerPoint. I have no idea what I'm doing. Well, it's whatever. It's embarrassing. It's like, hey, room. look, next picture. Okay, this is what I think about strong comparison. Companionship and corporate uh, loyalty, and it shows a picture of a coffee mug. Synergy, like a coffee mug that says Starbucks, but in the background it says, <laughs> you know, Dunkin' Donut. But I'm still giving it a two, just for the simple fact that I did believe, uh, you know, when the death scene happens with Daniel Harris, Sheriff Brackett's like uh, emotional outburst, and the way that he played that character, like I really feel like Brad Dorf bought into the role of Brackett. And took whatever bullshit Rob Zombie gave him with the script he and made it better. his own. Brad Dorf is a great underrated actor. Him and, um, and Daniel, Daniel Harris, Harris deserve better. Scout Taylor Compton deserved better. Tyler Maine deserved Tyler better. Tyler Maine, that whole cat, those four. Imagine a fucking world where Weird Al put fucking Dr. Loomis, Donald Pleasance, in his goddamn place. Imagine a world where Chad Harwick was interviewed. On my mother's ends! Uh, but no. If those four, though, Brackett. Daniel, oh, three, I guess. Brackett, Daniel Harris, and uh, Scott Taylor Compton, or and Tyler Mann, I'm sorry, four. If those guys had been under the direction of the new Halloween movie that's coming out next week, I don't know. It might have been way different, and I would, I, you know, I, I do love Nick Castle, and I and I do want to see what uh, Jude Courtney does with the role, but Tyler Mayne was a very, very well-done Michael in the first Rob Zombie movie. He just got... Fucking shit on Problem as was, everybody else. And this did. one, he was just Tyler Mayne as a serial killer. There was no Michael. He, then, he literally had a fourth of a fucking mask on. Yeah, and then Undertaker comes out and like fucking sleeps him to death. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, overall, two for me. Yeah. Six for me overall as, as a movie, because like I said, I enjoy watching this movie. As much as it pisses me off, because there's certain parts of it I enjoy so much, and then as soon as Dr. Loomis or Michael Myers pops up on screen and they fuck it up so early, I get so pissed off. As Dirty. a Halloween movie, it's a two or less. Dirty Probably a negative fucking one as a Halloween negative movie, if I'm ten. being honest. But as a negative movie, hundred dog. overall, like <laughs> this could have been his masterpiece, man. If, if, if he would have just fixed up some shit, it could have been great, but it's not. So... 
Uh, we love your fucking faces. If you're new to the channel, click that subscribe button and get some goddamn wham up in you. So goddamn shit, fucking whore, bitch. Woo! A little tiny bit of rain drizzle came out of my peepee hole just then. We watched a movie. Yeah. We watched a movie. We watched it. We watched a movie. Yeah. You know what? We did a review. We watched a movie. We watched a movie. At Zenni, you get the same quality frame and lens options that you'd get from an optician for one-tenth of the price, including blue blockers, progressives, prescription sunglasses, and more. The best part? Try on any frame, anywhere, with our 3D virtual try-on. Zenni.com. Eyewear for everyone.